How do friends help you plan a marriage? Can you be masculine and wear lingerie and send nudes? Can you share your sexual experiences with another person with your primary partner? This is basically life, looking at queer love and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Muga. I am Hotatso and I am growing, living, loving, um, having a long time right now. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Dumi. I'm quirky and nerdy and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Those two are Ndumi and Hotatso, pronouns them because <laughs> they're two of them. They are sex positive queers who have waps. Those are their words, not mine. They are, premium, they are a premium queer couple who have always blazed the trail in terms of sex and pleasure from creating kink photo shoots to hosting sex parties. They have done it all. And now Hotatsu is a whole sex coach, so you should really go find her on the internet. So we're starting this podcast because my partner sucks and has not listened to my podcast and I need that to be on record, okay? My own partner, it's okay. But as a couple, as a friends, as people who I have not hung out with, I'm looking at you. Wow. Eye contact. Eye contact. Eye contact was had here. Are you guys good? How are y'all doing? Oh, man. I am... I'm good. Yeah, things were wild, but I'm... I'm real good. I'm having a good time. I'm good. I'm really good. My heart is happy. Um, I'm at ease. I'm at peace. My mental health is stable. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling anxious about anything, which is a big one for me. So, yeah, I'm okay. good. Mm-hmm. No, but mental health and life things. Like, <sighs> because during Panini and just in life in general, because I think that's something that I've seen you navigate online, right? Mental health. Yeah. I always write down questions and then people say stuff and I'm like, I want that instead. So like, I think what I want to delve into with y'all right now is y'all are very sex positive And also you, you come off as very sexual beings because you are super kinky and stuff like that. But we're going to get into that. Okay. Do not watch. <laughs> but as a couple, as people who were long distance as well for a long time, how did you navigate like balancing your sex life and your mental health? Oh my God. Yeah, no, guys, it was really difficult. Um, for me, first of all, what the one thing the pandemic did for me is I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, so, uh, and therapists all opened up virtual sessions. So it was really great in terms of like actually dealing with things and like actually seeing a therapist and now you have all this extra time you can't be like I'm busy or seeing people you actually just gotta handle it um so I was like dealing with my mental health but what that meant was that my sex life halted besides being long distance and alone anyway and who are you gonna see but like you know sex life includes yourself it includes masturbation and touching and feeling and existing and during that time of navigating my mental health and just trying to be okay that part of my life really just plummeted it took such a knock um simply because I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't be there for myself. Um, I couldn't hold myself in that space. And I mean, sex for me is such a safe space, such a good space to be in, so wholesome. And it was so difficult to have to exist and not be able to engage with myself in that way or like with other people. Um, 
So yeah, no, it was really tough. And like long distance, obviously, it makes it harder because the whole you know, the premise of your sex life, first of all, is virtual, um, and you have to be like in the mood, but you also have to like set a time because it's you know, so you're six hours apart. And you're just like, I can't. Just, let's just do it now. But it's six a.m. You know, and it's gotta get it in before work starts. And then you have to be in the same place mentally, and it was just like it was a roller coaster from start to finish. Like, literally, because it's just so much to juggle at once. Um, like, last year was, like, really tough. But, like, in other years before COVID, mm-hmm. yo, guys, it was nice. Like, it's, it's, like, it's interesting. What did you it's, do? Like, actually, no, what did you do to maintain a virtual sex life? I think now, now yeah, because what did you do? Because now I know that the handling the two was difficult, but... Yeah, I mean, first of all, I took a lot of nudes, guys. <laughs> you know, there's something you just do, you take nudes, but then you have to start being like, I gotta take them and I gotta be creative with them. Because, you know, I gotta remind this person that all oh, this body is here. Mm-hmm. Guys, I had to buy a lingerie. I would, yes, lingerie. You, you, things are cold. Get it. I had to be wearing lingerie in my house by myself. Guys. You, know, you know how wild That's the is. one thing that, that, that came out of this long distance relationship. Yeah. Like, she wears lingerie regularly now. Yeah, <laughs> Because even before when you used to go to sex parties, I'll shop in jeans and a t-shirt. I'm like, this is me. I'm at a sex party. I'm a whole sex party. I'm hosting it. Everyone is sexy, most guys, your heels, everything is lovely. And I'm in jeans and a t-shirt. But okay. and I've arrived because most you know sexual being I was like I'm here me myself the yeah. energy here. here for me not my clothes yeah I was like yeah. anyway so yeah, I'm um, but I also realized that whole the concept first of all like masculinity what does, what does that even mean how does that mean to be sexy while being masculine I was like get with it get with your body so I was there lingerie nudes Nina angles I was in it to win it we need to note this because you are more mask presenting than yeah. Kotatsu Kotatsu is just like here you should see even the way like she's sitting oh, come like, on. Sitting here as if, she's like, sitting pretty like, she's sitting so pretty and so you had to explore that side of you where you're yeah. like look as the more mask one because you're not the one just being like baby send me nudes yeah. <laughs> hit a bitch up oh, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that I, you know there's always this notion that um, maybe not always but it's, it's so easy to lead with the assumption that the more feminine person has to be the seductress yes they're the one that have to you know fan the flame and do the teasing I you're not, not that person no, you are not no. the one I also want to be seduced I also want to drive extra fast because I can't wait to get home and rip your clothes off you know Oof. like it doesn't have to only always be the feminine person Oh, you know, so okay. yeah, and it's and I would like I'm 100% that person who thought that, right? <laughs> like, even like, have I even seen have I ever demanded nudes from you? No, you sleep on your life 10 years. <laughs> I have never <laughs> asked my partner for nudes because angles. Angles. angles and my partner is a photographer. <laughs> I just need all the folks yeah. out there to know my partner is a photographer, and I have not once asked for nudes because I am more femme. And I have oh. missed out and I have slept on my life. So you so you yeah. asked for nudes. Okay. And you got the nudes? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I don't even just ask me, just in general just, terms yeah. of like um tempting. Whoa. So like, you know, just to be like Oh yeah, um, you know you're working all the time, you busy. I mean, we're in different time zones. How do I just get attention? Drop an S right there. Just put it there. Just put it there. Just you put know? an S. Because you know, you know what your partner likes. You know, you're just out here. There's some ass. There's some titty. Just like 
Just a booty you know, pic. Like, just, possibly just right there in the WhatsApp chat. Just like, yeah, I dropped it in. Okay. Because <laughs> now when you get home, you know for a fact, it's midnight her side, but she awake. She awake. <laughs> she up. She like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it really had to be like this give and take of like just reevaluating everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think virtual is boring, but it's so lit. Living through our sexual experiences. I'm like, and then what did you do? You went to a sex party and then you met who? And then you went where? Like, it literally had oh, to so be like, you, So because you're non-monogamous, which is obviously going to be that next question I ask you, <laughs> that was part of your, like, sexual repartee. Like, being like, oh, so yeah. actually reliving experiences with each other. Like, yeah, and sharing so, them. Yeah, talking about experiences and, like, what you also want <laughs> to do. On my way home from the train, <laughs> baby. <laughs> On the train, she literally... Because obviously, again, time zones, good thing, right? You're My out. 2 a.m. is, like, her 8 p.m. Oh, so I can get the lowdown. No, no, no. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can get the lowdown from you the party. Yes, yes, you're in So home. from the party, she literally walks out that thing. I like, I'm in the middle of my work. It's like, I'm dressed up and I get the, you know, the pictures, the everything as hard as hell. You know, I'm at work. And at that point it was work in the office. So I was like, Woof, do I need this job? <laughs> <laughs> do I need this job? Or do I just need to take a minute in or the bathroom? Yeah, or do I just need to go home and just handle this business? <laughs> um, you know, and she goes in, she goes to a party or meets new people. Oh my God, meeting new people was great. Because mm. um, there would be so many different experiences that we could also, talk you know about. you can talk on the podcast, right? It's fine. So, Sipu, what are you trying to offer her? This is never that serious. Okay. I love it. You, y'all are making it seem like, oh my God, you should see everyone is trying to whisper in the background. Okay, but we, no, you can talk on the podcast. We're super professional. We're we are so thing, professional like, on this podcast, right? We're trying to smoke a J. Oh, shh, I'm trying to get funding. I know, right? Oh, wait. No, but you're telling me about. So, like, she's on her way. Yeah, she's on her way from a party of any kind. And she was like, oh, baby, and I did this, and I met this person. And I'm just like, oh, and you did what? And then we can go home, and then we can have a session, because now we're also working so on now everyone's off the images up. of, like, oh, and it's, then, mm, so like, sounds good as hell. Okay, so the you thing know? I need to do, okay, so the thing I need to ask you, and while Hotato is going to check the pizza, thank you so much for the pizza, my baby. Um... How how do you navigate that? Like the fact that you are sharing sexual experiences that your partner is having. Oh, I'm gonna come. Like how do like oh, oh you wanna come on to that one? Just are you back? Are you, you back? Simple, simple, do something with a pizza. Be, be great, be great, babe. You'll be looking cute as hell. Like run and she be a um, That one I just put in. <laughs> That's okay. She's so okay. Cute. Um. Um, so it's also, it's some, one of, one of those things that also evolved over time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, like for me, like, it's just easier to just be like open, open, open. Like sometimes I worry that I don't have like a filter, you know, like sharing too much, whatever, but that's just kind of like my default. And, um, over the years we've actually kind of found like a comfortable way that we can sort of relay each other stories personally like I always want to know details of like you know as, as if, if she's allowed to share details of what happened with like uh, the people she meets and all of that stuff like it gets me really hot so when it yeah. turns you on to know that she was like finger deep or strapped <laughs> inside somebody else yeah like, like I, you asked her, I, asked her, I asked her details oh. like and I was just like 
Which dildo did you use? Which yeah. dildo? Because I, still, I, do I have I a know. series of dildos. <laughs> There's different sizes and whatever. You know, and different preferences. No, no, okay. No, and so you know, you've got the full set. Not the full set. Not the full set. <laughs> I just need no one the full can, set. No one can have all the sets of dicks out there. Wait, how many do you have? I just need to know. How many do you have? We have three, four. Four? Yeah. And four different sizes. And the fifth one. Different shapes, different everythings. Here. Oh, and then there's another one that's like a vibrating, but that one is specifically for pegging. Do not get you that one enough. Mm. Oh. Need to maybe some niggas. Um, <laughs> like, why are the niggas out here? <laughs> missing out on nice missing things. Missing out on good things. <laughs> like, because it's ridged in a particular way also that is specifically for, for like... Yeah, yeah, for the prostate mm. as well. So it's just like very specific. Hello. This, this item, and it vibrates. So again... Men get nice things, things eh? And we have nice things too. Okay. That's mm-hmm. Things are nice. Things, things are, are nice. nice. Things are very nice. Um, but yeah, it's always it's always so funny because Tatsu will be like, Oh, and then what happened? And then how did you fuck? And I was just like and I was like, We had sex and then like, I said, I'm on the bus. It was good. I mean the Uber. I mean the Uber. And then she's just like shy. And then she's just like, No, but then what happened? I need to know like and then it had for me to also be like, oh, this is content you want to hear. Because also, again, mm-hmm. previous partners would be like, oh, I'm good just knowing that it exists, this thing. Yeah. You know, like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Each person's so different. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as I know you're there and I'll see you at five, like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, just come home when you come home. Yeah. And it did, not, it did nothing for us as, you know, in a relationship or, like, sexually or anything. It would just be, like, a thing. Your mm-hmm. life. You happen to mm-hmm. see other people. Um, but with us, it's more so like this active participation. We're active in each other's uh, side. I almost call them side gigs. They're, side not, they're not side gigs. Yeah, I almost call them side gigs. I have too many, the whole I have too many jobs. Uh, <laughs> I need to stop working so hard. Um, no, but like in the terms of like all the different people we like engage with or meet. And like, you know, there's so many different ways to relate to people. Mm-hmm. And then we share those sort of relations with each other. Obviously with like the consent of the other people. Like okay. some people just don't want to. Like, like they're like, no, no, don't, don't be speaking my business. Yeah, like literally they're just like, listen, you and I, we're doing what we're doing. I know you have a partner, wonderful, but that's it. Like okay. that's, you know, and that's fair. Okay. You know, um, but the people who are like, yeah. Because other people also come and tell me, ah, I saw a tattoo the other day, and this is what we did. I'm like, lit, lit, <laughs> lit. <laughs> like, okay, wait, how long did it take you to get to that point where you could share like this, or was it one of those out the gate things? Because y'all have been together five years now, almost, yeah. almost, almost, five, almost years. five years. Yo, Vicuanos, um, look at you. Wow. Okay. It's definitely something that got better over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the beginning, like. Apart from whether, like, how much detail to tell the other person, just navigating each, just it's getting to know each other, you know, like, in in the beginning, um, obviously it took kind of you know trial and error and kind of being like, okay, hence why I say like, now we've sort of found that good comfortable place where it's it's both safe, respectful, and comfortable for either party and all parties involved, actually, yeah. you know. <clears throat> so yeah, it, it took um, learning each other and, mm-hmm. and sort of just kind of like navigating. Yeah, and being comfortable because you really being do comfortable. Have, yeah, y- y'all also outside of being a couple, you give this impression of being like, a f- like friends, and I think that is something that is super powerful about watching y'all, right? Because I've known you. How many years have I known you now, Tato? Quite a, like a I know. Time. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to start just chatting these niggas, right? Like, <laughs> knowing y'all too motherfucking long, but like. Like, just, I've never seen y'all interact as a couple. 
Yeah. And like the, you, you have number one the sensuality around you, which is I don't know if I'm projecting because I know you're kinky and I know you got like eight strap-ons or whatever it is, <laughs> but like there's also just this feeling of friendship. Like, does that play into being able to like speak openly about your sex life? Hmm. I think for me, it yes, the friendship part is 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 a, is a big component, and it's it's actually let me not downplay it because it's how we got together oh sorry uh, wait, so I was asking yeah. yes the friendship factor is that a real thing so uh, yes it is because I, um, I was saying earlier on I don't want to downplay it because when we when we met it was a, a very like deliberate conversation I was having was like you know actually like I know we're doing this fucking thing right now but like I could see you as someone who could be a part of my also, life for so, a while you just you just Swallowed fucking like that's yeah. what I always do. I'm always like this fucking thing. Like you, you and me, we're the same WhatsApp group, but I love you. Okay, yeah. Um, and this was even before we like agreed to like be in a relationship. Once yeah. you know what, I see you. You know, over and above that though, it, it's that it's I see you as um, like as a person. You know, as your own person and. Um, in, in 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 saying I love you, I, I honor that. You know, sometimes, like I was saying earlier on, like I take myself out of the equation sometimes. I like, guess I'm a partner in all of the, these things, but this is a whole human being with um, the right and liberty to, you know, explore herself to the fullest and experience herself to the fullest. And to be quite honest, I feel quite lucky to just be part and parcel of that journey, you know. Um, so, so sweet. That's okay. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Wait. So okay. So now you know I have to get to the non-monogamy things. You know I've been wanting to ask about non-monogamy things. Okay. So when y'all met, you were with somebody. Yeah. And then y'all were. What would you describe that you were for like the first for the last few years? Because I used to call y'all a tripartite alliance. <laughs> that's, that's what I used to call you guys. <laughs> Whenever people was like, we talk about you, I'd be like, yeah, no, but that's those tripartite alliance. Cause I like, get it. I yeah, because y'all would like go to like things together and like people would graduate and they were there, like their yeah. ex partner was there. Like it just felt like a group event. Like <laughs> what was that and how did you navigate that? And please tell me about that, even if vaguely, because I also understand that things are in the past. So. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was definitely a group event. Um, so the notion behind it was sort of understanding. So my partner at the time was monogamous, so mm. they weren't looking to be like, I'm going to be with lots of people. Mm -hmm. But definitely be like, okay, but this is a unit. Mm -hmm. um, and in that, we sort of just navigated together and just did things, and we were growing together as, like, as you call it, a tripartite alliance. <laughs> so we were together you know and not in a conventional sense i don't think we could consider like your relationship with her was not conventional it wasn't like oh we're dating each other and it also wasn't like a oh we happen to be dating the same person we were involved in each oh, other's so lives. it wasn't just like you were a linchpin well yeah. i think that's the phrase that yeah. they use in the, like it, it that wasn't... you were like the thing that held everything together like you you two still had your own relationship yes. right yeah okay um so it was definitely just teamwork makes the dreamwork you know was really about like each individual coming together into the space understanding that we were a team and okay. we were just doing things together and growing together and um yeah so that's sort of how we navigated it and um 
Was there like a lot of communication? Was there like how did you keep it alive? Because like I know for me, because like because the idea that I always used to get of that vibe was like sister wives. Right, you know, have you ever that's seen the Sister Wives show? That's what we called each other, yeah. actually. Oh, uh, okay. And like, but you know, but you could see sometimes in their eyes within Sister Wives, like, ah! It's this, not always this, coach her. This bitch gonna cut a bitch. Like, it's just like, if she sleeps too deeply one night, <laughs> it might be ticket. So like, I think for me, like, that's the question I want to ask. Like, did you ever have any of those problems of jealousy, of like territorialness, like any of that stuff? Because like... Cutting a bitch is a real thing. I don't, I like, I I wish people would bring somebody and be like, this is a group of, whoop! Whoop! You were the fly. <laughs> um, I think, no, like, the, the discomforts that did come up, I think they were expected from just kind of navigating existing with another human being. Mm-hmm. At the core of who the other person was, we actually liked each other a lot. Mm, you know, yeah. we got on very well. You know, but it's it's um, you know might be a pet peeve here and there that I might have had as my partner or or my sister wife. Like you know those kind of just existing with another human being. Period. Yeah. Um, but overall, like um, you know, it like to be to be honest, like of of. All the possibilities it could have been, I think um, it was, you know, I don't know. It was yeah, beautiful. It was, it was a good group of people. Yeah, and <laughs> it, I was, it did feel like a good yeah. group. You, you were my only example of non of polyamory working. Because every other time of like, because me and Tibu used to fight all the goddamn time about polyamory and non-monogamy and I'm like fuck all this shit all it does is set fire to the rain and everyone's the worst and everyone's filthy and god damn it to hell like if you listen to episodes of the wildness mm-hmm. by the way everyone go listen to the wildness if you listen to episodes of the wildness I've to, yeah, right the wildness. like I was always like fuck polyamory and the donkey rolled it on, right <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't fuck with that shit so like I think with but y'all were one of the only if not the only like grouping right that i was just like okay actually this works and like it was always a case of like but why does this work are y'all just faking it for social media you know what you know we spoke about this a bit earlier the the idea of being lucky with the people you do meet because i think what helped a lot was also i love the fact that you keep managing her hand and the microphone (laughs) that is love that is love and you're doing it so calmly like and i was just like watching and i'm like look and like usually the person who's like Interviewing has to handle, but no, you yeah, got it. <laughs> no, and I love that. <laughs> Hi, Luna. Oh, kitty cat. Oh. She came out because it's food. See, <laughs> she knows. It's food, and there's a cat. It's very I beautiful. Was you were talking about lucky about the people oh, yes. that you oh, work with because, like, just practically speaking, what are the chances that you would meet not just one other person? That's hard enough. Two other people who share similar values with you, who are kind, who are considerate, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the things that really matter when you're trying to decide who to life partner with, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's, it's and, and then all the comp- compatibility stuff on top of that. Like, you know what I mean? amongst three people. Not just one. Even it's hard enough with just one person. Yeah, to sometimes it's hard to be compatible with yourself. I was writing yeah. myself on a beach today. I was like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> it, was, it was a laugh today, right? So, like, even just being compatible with yourself, like, 
Yo, so you found like so I, like mm. in as much as you know uh yes i manifest yes i deserve good things but mm. i do recognize that i also got really lucky mm. meeting these people mm. yeah that you is know. powerful um so it wait. was it was just yeah luck with just good people it was good people it was just good people good groupings you know? yeah. it was good people and it was like a lot of honesty okay um you know because i feel like a lot of people aren't honest with themselves or with the person that they're with mm-hmm. about the intention about what you're trying to do um and also the other person doesn't feel honest enough to say that this has been good but i'm gonna go um uh. and so when you even introduce polyamory into your relationship a lot of people are just like it's a do or die mm. it's a either you do polyamory or this relationship ends yeah and a lot of people are afraid for a relationship to end and they'll just end up doing it and then that just breeds other resentment which just makes any other relationship you enter so horrible 100%. you know and i feel like the one good thing we had was just really the honesty of like when this is no longer serving you Oh. Then, you know, and, and it hurts, you know, because then it does happen, you're like, oh, what do you mean? It ends up right. <laughs> what do you, this is, I'm missing. We're doing great. Are I you lost? Know. Come back. Like, do we need to have an intervention? Like what? Um, Must you down? Yeah, but <laughs> just really being honest with, you know what? It was good. Mm-hmm. And now it's okay that it's no longer okay. that for you. Um, and then this just really helped us. We were just like, yeah, man, we just hoping for the best. You know, we just really, yeah, we were really just like I said, we thought we were grown, but we were hella babies. So y'all were um, just taking it day by day, like with with the whole thing. Like you didn't yeah. have like this grandmaster plan. Like you didn't come into this being like we are so woke about this. Like because I think that's another thing that a, a lot of people, the misconception a lot of people mm-hmm. have with like non-monogamy in general and polyamory, especially that you must come in hikey work like you must come in with your politics intact you must come in with your mental health intact your Look, emotional Tiffany, health intact there's no amount of discourse academia think all of that stuff <laughs> no, no amount of <laughs> I will take away from the fact that at the end of the day you are still a human being you know and um I think I, I, this this keeps coming up for me because like in all of this journey like I just feel like my just my, my humanness at the very core was always being sort of not questioned but honed and interrogated mm. and you know and um, just people showing up as a like human selves worth all the pretty yeah. and the ugly mm. that comes with that you know Cause and like, yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, of all the things we used to talk about, of, like, of all the things we thought would be facing polyamory, polyamory mm-hmm. I didn't think the human aspect would be the, be the problem. You know, you're always like, jealousy and, oh, I hate you and whatever. Oh, you know, it was like... The logistics are so hard. But yeah, no, but me, it was like, oh, God, you're a human being, and sometimes human beings are annoying. Like, you're actually <laughs> like, what do you mean you're going through a lot right now, you can't talk? Like, you have, you have two girlfriends. How can you not talk? You must <laughs> talk to someone, you know? And that was the issue. I was like, no, I'm just going through it. Yeah, but you can't go through. You can't go through. Because so we are also here. So there's mm-hmm. options. Yeah. And also there's peoples. There's yeah, a lot. lot. Yeah, so it actually, that was our humanness came out more than anything else. I'm just like, ah, I'm just going through it. And you're just like, why? Oh, work's hard. How? <laughs> but what must I do with this? Yeah, like nothing difficult about navigating this. No, no, this is fine. I have, yeah, like it was literally yeah. everything else that was like coming into play and then having to just be navigating that. It was actually more of that, of like, 
when are we gonna go out together mm-hmm. as a family since everybody is so goddamn busy all the time mm-hmm. like literally it was just like so your, your, your function like as a family unit Yes. Yeah. Oh I my could, gosh, I that's consider, so beautiful. Um, I always used to say like I never used to consider, I never chose them as a, um, a like a, a sister wife or whatever. Yeah. But definitely choosing them as a life partner. This is someone important to me. This is someone I'm gonna regard mm-hmm. in the same way that I regard my other life partner, who I also ha- I happen to be romantic with. You mm-hmm. know, um, and I like. The, the importance I regarded them in, in a very similar light. Oh, I you know, love that. So, wait. So I have I have another question. Mm. Obviously, I have questions. What the fuck? Of course, I have questions. I'm like <laughs> asking questions on the podcast. So, <laughs> in terms of like family and things, mm-hmm. y'all are now getting married, mm-hmm. and yes. you're building a new type of family. Like, one would yeah. one would argue a more conventional type of family. <laughs> so, like, you just I know. I've already asked you this before today. I'm not going to lie, but like, <laughs> how? Because people will be asking because like it's a case of like, you know, you had and you did this polyamorous thing and you're non-monogamous, but now you are engaged. You are engaged. <laughs> you are occupied, like a toilet. Oh my goodness. Um, it's so funny. I was on a hike with my friend the other day. Also, you hike. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I live in Cape so I live in Cape Town, so oh you know how Cape Townians are so exhausting. <laughs> Oh, and doing hyper frisbee what's it like extreme frisbee and sea point oh you guys are so exhausted and like okay. swimming and doing all these things yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's our life we have to be super active it's the only perk we have of living here right mm-hmm. uh you were telling me about your hike yes because we were talking about your marriage yes so i went on the hike with my friend and you know they were like oh you're getting married and now you're living together like yeah the gay content you want in your life mm-hmm. and then they were like oh my god you're being so god what was the term so like heteroromantic heteroromantic yeah where they basically were like you're doing things in a very heteronormative way like you know we we encompass our what a mask femme coupling and then we got engaged then we moved in together and they were like oh my god and i was like what but what guys we need to deconstruct what our idea of like coupling and like yeah yeah just decolonize this whole thing because i don't know what's happening right now like i didn't even know that was a term is it you know you have to google these things you do have to google you're like maybe i'm too old (laughs) no i'm I'm young and i'm like maybe i'm too old no no we're not all ready for like Um, all the things that are happening yeah because there's a lot happening in the world right now there's a lot happening but um other than that like people always have an opinion i think about like our lives and the way we live them and exist and now of course the you're polyamorous but you're getting married what does that mean so basically Um, people have opinions about both the conservative and non-conservative quote-unquote parts of your life yes they they have an Def- opinion about everything definitely there's something to say about <laughs> everything we things. do so we ain't not we're not gonna win okay um, okay so i mean I of course do us so yeah, do you not right? do you so the first aspect is looking at like being polyamorous and being engaged like what does that mean mm-hmm. um and of course the first question people ask me when you got engaged oh you're monogamous now Mm. I'm like, at which point did we say we're monogamous now? We did because not say we're monogamous. Choosing to spend our lives together because that's what this is, right? It's, it's embarking on the journey of being like, we're committing to each other um, in one of the ways we deem fit or would like, and this is how we want to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't change 
like us, like who we are. Yeah. It doesn't change that we're still non-monogamous. It doesn't change that we're still open to meeting people, embracing love in all these different forms. Um, and yeah, I think the only thing that's changed for us or the only conversation we've had is like, um, what would be fair in terms of like in, engaging in a new relationship? Okay. Like, so is it fair to date someone who is looking for like the one, you know, like everyone's looking for oh, that, the yeah. one. And then when you are quite clearly... Because also the pandemic has centered and like ingrained the idea of having the one because now you've seen what it's like because a lot of people have experienced quote-unquote near... It's a, been a quote-unquote near-death experience, yeah. right? Because now people are okay, like, cool, oh my cool, God, cool, cool. I could have died. Here. The whole world Okay, so this is the outro for died, And now people are and coupling and up do me, yeah. at, not do me, so do me. A, at an exponential rate. Because they're like, I was by myself, like the way you experience when you're yeah. here by yourself. They're like, I've seen what it's like to be by myself. I've seen what it's like to be by myself when I cannot fill the silences mm. so you meet so you're finding more and more people who are like oh my gosh i need to find somebody who is ready yeah. to like do this life thing with me should yeah. another panorama come yeah and i mean even if they're polyamorous sort of like what they're looking for in a relationship and then what can we offer mm-hmm. so that, i mean for me that's been our biggest concern of like okay We've always known this about ourselves, but now it's actually becoming. Like, yeah. our lives are actually becoming a, okay, we're making a commitment to each other, and what does that look like for us, and then what does that look like for our future relationships? Yeah. And what do we bring to another person, and then what does that other person also expect from us? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't just very willingly be like, someone's like, I'm looking to get married. I'm like, wonderful to me, or because, you like know, to I come in a... Where? Yeah, because I come in a... I come as a tool. So yeah. this is as long as you're wanting to join a tool. No, you don't? Okay. Oh. Then we have to rediscuss this. Because, yeah. I mean, that's just really been the biggest thing for us, where we're like, what do our future relationships look like? Okay. Not that there will not be any. There will definitely be many. Yeah. You know, what do they in different ways, like? but what do they look like? Okay. And how can we present our best selves to someone? that they also have a fair experience okay. of this relationship and situation that we have going on. And then, goodness, when there's children, like so how, wait, how you, to you bring want them to, in. Tato, come tell us about the children you want before we wrap up. Because um, I feel like y'all, y'all, y'all wanting to do the kids thing. Last question I have to ask. How are you going to navigate your non-monogamy actually not even non-monogamy polyamory because y'all describe yourselves as polyamorous Mm. how are you going to never get that in kids I'm feeling like Oprah asking problematic questions but I do want to know this I don't think it's a problematic question at all because we ask ourselves this question you know um, I mean there's uh, there's practical effects of you know living out um, our identities and being the people we are so um, look in my dreams and in my fantasies, my children are being raised by a village anyway. Oh, it's just lovely. kind of trickier creating that and navigating that, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the way that I would like, you know. Yeah. I am 100% comfortable with, yes, my birth another human being, but, um, you know... A couple of people are looking out for them. Um, they see a couple of people as a parent or someone I can trust, someone yeah. I can go mm. to, you know. Um, yes, I want to be, uh, like, 
be a mommy, but I, I definitely like, you know, in, in my dreams, it would kind of, you know, be me and my, my people sort of raising our own little village and sort of kind of, I don't know. Yeah. But it's harder no, to, I, to no, make I, no, I can that see. Happen. I can see what you're thinking. Mm. But like, the thing is, the fact is, you, the sort of love that you all exhibit and the sort of love that you engage in and the sort of like spaces that you create, because you really are the sex party couple. Like, <laughs> I feel like from a sex party, a village shall be birthed. I, I, don't, I don't care what anyone says, from a sex wild, party, wild. a village. <laughs> no, like, but definitely them. If, if ever. Yeah, if, if, ever. if we are ever considering, I'm like, you know, some of y'all, yeah. Some of y'all was cool. Like, I love, the, I love the way you used to bounce that ass back in the day. <laughs> Literally, um, help me raise my kids. I love the way we support each other. You're yeah. like, hand me a condom. I was there. Actually, no, no, no. 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 I was there. Though. Yeah. real though, Tiffany, because we're, we're joking about it when you look at our wedding, our get, wedding guest list. Yes, our wedding yeah. guest list. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these people better not ask each other how we know each other, how they met, because a lot of those really solid friendships came, came from, out from, you know, being in those intimate spaces with each other. Exactly. Yeah. So a sex party raises a village and a village <laughs> raises a child. That is going on a t-shirt. Oh when does. But like, <laughs> my body's going to be like... <laughs> This is, this, this is what is happening. This is our life now. This is our life now. <laughs> she, my mom's gonna be like, I accepted homosexuality, and then they go downhill like, from there. She's like, Yeah, yeah, I get it now. Get me drunk, I get it. I get it. <laughs> like, I get it. Oh, I love it. I get it. it. No, but like, no, I, 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 love, I love the it two. Is. Do you good. have any last advice to give people out there who are coupling, living, panoramaing? You don't have to give advice. You can just be like, Fuck them, niggas. <laughs> I don't know, man. Guys, just be kind to each other mm. and um, and honest. Be gentle with yourself, also. Um, yeah, like, oof, advice is such a big, big responsibility. It is. It is. But I feel like there's very little that can go wrong if you start with kindness. Oh, that's actually big. That's so profound. So profound. So, Ndumi and Kotatsu have done a whole thing for ages. And I think one of the key things with them is the communication. Because they're also, they're both such great communicators, I feel. Having hung out with them, having seen them on these internet streets. So, one thing I thought to end off this podcast, because so much was discussed, um, was tips on how to communicate, right? So I went and I thought about my own relationship. I thought about things that I've seen. And also I did a little bit of Googling because, you know, I'm an academic at the end of the day. I love to check and cross-check and reference. So I have one, two, three, four tips on how to possibly improve your communication, especially if it's struggling. So tip number one, use I statements. This is like just basic psychology. Rather than it being an attacking thing, just be like, I feel... I think, rather than coming into an argument or an engagement, guns blazing, being like, you do this and you do that and you are this and you are that, be like, I feel that and I think that. And it brings the conversation a lot more to how you perceive things and it can be more of a conversation that's less attacking and more like, hey, this is what's going on from my perspective. And it leaves a lot more space for like, engagement and understanding of the other person's side of the side of the coin side of the argument side of the conversation whatever side it is 
there's more understanding. Number two, practice, practice active listening. This is something I personally struggle with because I'm one of those people in especially an argument, I'm listening to key words that I can rebut. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible trait and we should all unlearn it. Sometimes you don't even like have active listening even when it's not in an argument, when somebody's telling you a story. But like active listening takes intention where you are sitting there and you are looking at the person and you are trying to genuinely understand. Understand what they're saying, understand what they're trying to tell you rather than just picking up bits and pieces. Because that's even how we have everyday conversations where somebody's like, yeah, so, you know, I went to the store today and the minute you hear I went to the store today, you start forming your own story about that one time you went to the store that you can then use to relate to this other person. No, active listening is about being like, oh, so you went to the store. What happened at the store? What did this? What did that? So the same thing in these conversations that you have within your relationships, right? Actively listen. Don't listen to rebut. Don't listen to add your own two cents. Listen to actually listen. Tip number three, turn your feelings into a request. I personally love this one, right? So the example that has been given um, when I was reading up about this was if you say your partner's on the phone too much, rather than being like, you're on the phone too much, that sucks, be like, hey, let's watch TV and let the TV be a no phone time. Could you like jump onto that plan? So rather than it just being like an accusatory thing, it makes it sort of like center around what it is you wanted had that thing not existed. So say they spend too much time at work. Like maybe, can you ask them, maybe you could take some time off and we could go away somewhere. So you turn whatever it is that's frustrating you into a request. Your feelings become a request. Love that one. And number four, <laughs> this is one that, you know, we all struggle with, but beware of threatening gestures, right? So one of the things a lot of communication experts and stuff say is when you're talking to somebody, try and look them in the eye, right? Which is sometimes hard for people because looking other people in the eye is very, very intimate. But sitting eye to eye is one of the best ways to minimize threatening gestures, right? That's because your brain will automatically respond to movement to movements that you catch in your peripheral vision as more threatening. So now if you're looking at it dead on, it's not like, you know, some lion. You're not a gazelle and there's some lion lurking in the bushes. No, you are looking this thing in the face and it is less threatening. So you are also less likely to perform threatening gestures. But you also need to be aware and mindful and take responsibility for your facial expressions, gestures, body postures, and tone of voice that your partner might interpret as threatening. Right. Because some people out here acting wrong during arguments, being huffy, not even looking at you, being all weird. Like you need to also understand that it's not just about the words you say, but also about the way in which you present yourself in said conversation. So check yourself on threatening gestures such as rolling your eyes, raising your voice, crossing your arms, turning away from them when they're speaking to you, sighing loudly when you don't like what you're hearing. Hey, yo, that's what, woohoo, but oh, it's just me. It's just me unprovoked with the sighing loudly. Um, clicking your tongue, checking your phone, or actually just like cussing people out, like just flipping someone off. Like, you know, when like... <laughs> When you're having an argument with somebody and they're walking away and you're walking away and you give them the zap sign. <laughs> Don't do that. 
We're better than that, guys. We're trying to communicate, right? So just don't do it. Don't do these things. They're rude. There's a whole bunch of other things as well. You know your own threatening things. You know your own threatening postures and stances. So just try and check yourself. Be open. Sit with your arms open. Face the person. And I think... Not I think, I know. The more you sit in an open position, like even even light touches to show that there's still a connection, even though there's tension, there's still a connection. Figuring out ways to almost be more open to the conversation physically will make you more open to the conversation cognitively as well. So that is the end of that. And I feel like good communication is always a real thing. And I must sign off and I must say that I am your host, Tiff Mugo, and this is basically life, and we are just looking at queer love and living, and I'm still your host, and I am still telling you to calm your tits, because it is never, ever that serious. This podcast was created by Hala Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatic Studios. Music compiled by Loazi of Chosen Flower Collections.